0: There are all kinds of little choices you can make that create your experience. And a lot of them are in your language that you use that ultimately trickles down to how you feel about that opportunity. And so when you're thinking about the mindset of like, okay, I'm going to add this onto my plate, I'm going to add real estate investing in my plate, you can choose to really say, oh, this is going to be a heavy thing. This is going to be a lot of work or you can change your mindset right from that very beginning and you're going to have to do it over and over again. It really is a habit. It's something that you have to do and retrain your brain. And you say to yourself, you know, this is so exciting. I get the opportunity to do this. This is going to have such great results in the long term for me, even though it's a little bit more challenging now to figure out how to fit into my schedule and what I need to take off. This is all about growth. And then you can feel really excited about it. And when the challenges come, it's like, you have chosen this pathway, you're in control, you're empowered. It's just a very different approach to it than sitting back and saying, okay, I'm going to add this to my plate and it's heavy and it's going to be a lot of work. Have you ever dreamed of owning a vacation home? What if it could double as an investment property that makes you money and helps you save on taxes? Our new course, Accelerating Wealth Short-Term Rental Blueprint, will teach you how to purchase and set up your short-term rental the right way. Learn more about the course at semiretiredmd.com slash str hyphen course.
1: When you daydream about your future, I'll bet it doesn't include you still working into your 60s and 70s. But unless you're actively taking steps to break the cycle of trading time for money, that's the future most of us face. Ignite Your Journey will lay out a roadmap to show you how to finally break that cycle and achieve true financial freedom and it'll show you how to do it in just three to five years rather than the 20 or so it takes for traditional investments or saving in your retirement accounts. For more information, go to semiretiredmd.com forward slash IYJ. Welcome to the Doctors Building Wealth Podcast, place where we talk about the strategies, habits, and mindset that separate wealthy docs from those who are not. We're your hosts, Lei and Kenji.
0: Welcome to another episode of the Doctors Building Wealth Podcast. Today, Kenji and I are going to be talking about something we hear a lot, which is, I don't have enough time to invest in real estate. And I have to say, this is something that we personally struggled with a lot as well over the years, not just with real estate, but with all the other things that we're involved in and just not feeling like we had enough time to do everything that we wanted to do or that we had to do. Um, And so it's a real mental battle that we've been fighting a long time as well, and something that we know a lot of people out there very commonly experience.
1: Now, with that said, I would say over the last year, I think that voice in our head telling ourselves that we don't have enough time has lessened significantly. And so we're going to share the strategies that we use to stop that voice in our heads, uh, telling ourselves that we don't have enough time. And ever since then, I mean, it's been, uh, at least for me, it's been a game changer.
0: Yeah, it's definitely helped a lot. I won't say that I still don't feel that. I mean, I just this morning was struggling with the idea of like adding something else to my plate and thinking, oh, I just want somebody to go and do it for me and save me. But to some extent, there are things that, you know, that are high enough level that you really need to do. And so this is also a balance between knowing what is the really important stuff that you do need to do and telling yourself that you're making time for that and also realizing that there are some things that you actually don't need to do. And we're going to go through those strategies.
1: Now, before we get into those strategies, let's talk about where this comes from. Where does this voice in our head come from? Yeah,
0: I think it's just part of our brains protecting us for from doing anything new. Um, whenever we go and we do something new, it is a little bit scary, I think, for, for anyone. And that's just because there's a little bit of unknown. And our natural brain inclination is anything's unknown is scary. And we start to feel that fear, we start to feel that overwhelm, I don't know how to do this. What are all the pieces I don't and and our brain just starts to get concerned and scared. And then we say, well, I got I don't have enough time to figure this out, right? It's going to take too much work, it's going to take too much energy. There's too many other things that I need to do in my life. So you get that sense of overwhelm, and then you just quit before you even start.
1: Yeah. And I think that at the root of all that overwhelm, I think, is fear. And I think it's really helpful to think about fear as a natural phenomenon. It's evolutionary. Our brain was formed to protect us. uh, And that has helped us through the centuries uh, to survive uh, very difficult times. But, But we don't have those same difficult times now. But that fear uh, even though it helped us a long time ago, many many you know thousands of years ago, it doesn't help us now as as much. I think it's still valuable if there really is a true threat. Uh, but oftentimes we're not walking around with those same threats. Uh, and so it it is hindering us when it comes to taking on some new challenges, taking on, you know, 21st century challenges.
0: Yeah. One of my favorite quotes uh, by Tony Robbins, who's one of our mentors, is really courage is about having fear, but doing it anyway. Just acknowledging that the fear is going to be there whenever you try something new and it is natural and it's not going to probably ever go away. And that's OK, but you can still have the opportunity to move forward even despite that fear. And I think that's where a lot of people get stuck. They get stuck in the fear and they never move forward. We see this a lot in our real estate with analysis paralysis, people not being able to choose a market because they're so fearful of making the wrong decision that they never get to the next step. And so that fear really hinders them and it holds them back. And so the more comfortable and the more confident and the more... Uh, ooh, skilled you can get at at moving through the fear and doing it anyway, the more success you will have in your life.
1: Yeah. And one thing that a a good friend of ours does is he actually thanks his brain. He actually taps his brain, says, thank you brain for protecting me. uh, But I've got this from here, right? I'm going to go out and not going to follow my fear. I'm not going to uh, live my life with this fear. I'm going to go out and create a new future for myself uh, and overcome this fear. And so it's just a ritual that he does uh, that acknowledges the fact that this is a normal process, that his brain is just alerting him to the fact that whatever he's going out and trying is scary. He's acknowledging it, uh, but then he's moving forward and pushing forward and, and, and going out and trying that new thing
0: and i really want to start already talking about strategies cuz i was just just thinking about when we first started investing in real estate and how busy we were and we were both working more than full time jobs i was working as a as a full time hospitalist and then i was doing ob Paul and I was also precepting in a family medicine clinic because I didn't want to lose all my family medicine skills. Kenji was working full-time as a hospitalist. And then he was also, he had launched a business. So he was working on that. So we were both working more than full time. And then we were taking on this additional thing of the real estate portfolio that we were going to build. And, you know, I, I want to start talking about some of the strategies that really allowed us to be successful, even despite knowing we had very, very little time. So why don't we start going into those? So First of all, I think was mindset. And I can't say that we had a whole lot of mindset training back then. We definitely, I think, just came with some natural inclinations that really helped us. But over the years, we've now learned how important the skill set is that you can build to be able to be successful with a mindset to allow you to move through that fear.
1: Yeah, in terms of mindset, What you have to realize is that you have trained your brain over the years, over many, many years, right? decades of your life with this thinking that you don't have enough time. And so it's really a thought loop. uh, It's deeply ingrained. Uh, It's a bunch of neurons that are tied together that are just firing all the time in sequence. Uh, And so in order to break that pattern, you really have to shift that mindset. You really have to be thinking differently and create a new neural loop uh, that uh, ultimately is you thinking completely differently about time and not having enough time and tackling new things. And what that really requires is ongoing training.
0: Yeah, it also requires starting to think differently right from the very beginning. And so that's about reframing something, the language that you use, reframing it as something exciting, not something overwhelming. Uh, Reframing it as you get to choose to put this on your plate. It's not something you have to do. There are all kinds of little choices you can make that create your experience. And a lot of them are in your language that you use that ultimately trickles down to how you feel about that opportunity. And so when you're thinking about the mindset of like, okay, I'm gonna add this onto my plate, I'm gonna add real estate investing to my plate, you can choose to really say, Oh, this is going to be a heavy thing. This is going to be a lot of work. Or you can change your mindset right from that very beginning, and you're going to have to do it over and over again. As Kenji said, it's really as a habit. It's something that you have to do and retrain your brain. And you say to yourself, you know, this is so exciting. I get the opportunity to do this. This is going to have such great results in the long term for me. Even though it's a little bit more challenging now to figure out how to fit it into my schedule and what I need to take off. This is all about growth, and then you can feel really excited about it. And when the challenges come it's like it's actually you get that you have chosen this pathway you're in control you're empowered it's just a very different approach to it than sitting back and saying okay i'm gonna add this to my plate and it's heavy and it's gonna be a lot of work
1: Something else that's really helpful to change your thoughts about time is that asking yourself, "Is it true that I don't have time?" And ultimately, what I uh, think about here is, you know, if a family member got ill, if one of our something happened to our children, um, we know that we would just drop everything and we would focus all of our attention on that situation to help our family member. And it doesn't it doesn't matter what else is on our plate; we'll make the time because all of a sudden that is the priority. And so, if you can do the same thing with all the other things that you have on your plate, let's say it's real estate investing, you want to become a real estate investor, you want to create financial freedom for yourself, you make that a priority, well, then you're going to prioritize that over all these other things that you have on your plate.
0: Now prioritization also really comes into your calendar and one thing that I have learned from my mastermind with Keith Cunningham over the years is how important it is once you set your priorities to not just have them on your wall but to actually put them into your calendar and how you do that is you actually make time every single week to move your priorities forward and you need to make focus time you can't make 10 minutes you actually have to set aside you know an hour or two or even 3 to move that priority forward and so if getting into real estate and building a portfolio that's going to help your family have a cheap financial freedom and have the source of income that's going to free you to work in medicine on your terms is important to you. You literally say, you know, for 30 minutes a day, I'm going to look at Redfin every single day. You build that into your calendar ahead of time. And we have students that actually wake up before they go to work. I mean, even surgeons, they're waking up at 4am and they're saying, I'm going to spend 30 minutes looking at Redfin every single day. And you're making time to be present in, The Facebook community and learn from others' experiences, and you're making time to do our course. So, with Zero to Freedom and Accelerating Wealth, you know there's an hour and a half to two hours that you can set aside every single week. You're going to be able to keep up with the course materials if you do that. And so, you just set that time aside on your calendar because what gets into your calendar should get done. And you're honestly keeping that relationship with yourself and keeping your word to yourself when you show up and you do those calendar entries because you've decided what's important. And you've built the time to make sure it
1: happens. Now, another important strategy is to delegate, automate, and eliminate. Uh, and let's focus on delegation. And, and ultimately, you know, uh, you got to look at all the different tasks that you take on and and see if like is is this something that uh, I should be doing given how much uh, I make per hour compared to could this be done by somebody else who uh, can do it at a much lower dollar per hour. And so you really have to know your price. So for example, cleaning the house or laundry would be an example. Is that something that you could pay somebody um, much less than you doing it yourself? Because your time is so valuable. And so this is where uh, I think considering hiring a VA or an assistant is really great. Um, hiring somebody to clean the house, maybe help with cooking. I mean, these are all different things that we currently implement or we have tried different things like you know hiring somebody to do the cooking Uh, over time, and we're still experimenting with that. But this is a really important step for freeing up your time and uh, creating space for those priorities.
0: Yeah, it can even go another level. It's not just only about, you know, what you shouldn't be doing, because they're not the highest value activities for what you're capable of. So in real estate, you know, thinking about the highest value activities, you're thinking about things like creating those relationships. You're thinking about doing deal analysis. Those are the highest value activities. But you also want to look at the activities that you love. And so our EOS consultants, that's entrepreneurial operating system, and it's a really cool way to run your business. And it's how we run semi-retired MD. So our EOS consultant talks about just laying out all the activities that you do and looking at the ones that you're great at and you love. And those are the ones where you put a lot of your time, but the ones that you're not great at, or you don't love, or, you know, in the other three quadrants of the four quadrants, those are the ones you start to delegate or you automate them. And there's a lot of things you can automate in real estate. Or you eliminate them. Maybe they don't need to be done. You know, maybe your laundry doesn't need to get done every two days. Maybe it can get done once a week and that's enough. And so you start to eliminate the things that are unnecessary and not really high value and that you don't enjoy and that you're not good at. Um, and that in itself will free up some time. And we should talk about freeing up time in general.
1: This episode is brought to you by Tyler Curley of Path Insurance Solutions. Tyler is who we go to for all of our insurance needs. We first started working with Tyler when we bought our first investment properties. And since then, he has not only helped insure all of our investment properties, he's also helped us with our personal insurance needs as well. Tyler's an invaluable member of our team for our investment properties because he's so knowledgeable and he also finds you the best policies without breaking the bank. So the next time you need insurance, be sure to reach out to Tyler at Tyler at pathins This episode is brought to you by Dan Peck of Movement Mortgage. If you're an experienced investor, you'll know just how important it is to have a lender who knows how to work with investors. We've been working with Dan and his team for over eight years now, and he's our go-to whenever we need a residential loan for our investment properties. Now, if you're new to investing, you might not know this, but your lender can sometimes be the difference between getting a great deal or completely missing out on it because your lender couldn't close the deal. I did want to point out that Dan can help you not only with your investment properties, but also if you're looking to buy a primary residence or vacation home. So the next time you're looking for a residential lender, be sure to email Dan at srmd at movement.com to get a free consultation. And also let him know that you're part of the semi-retired MD community to get an exclusive discount on your next loan. Now back to the episode.
0: So when we talk about freeing up time in general, we're talking about all the other ways you waste time. So let's talk about that.
1: Well, I think we're all guilty of uh, binging on things like Netflix. Uh, I know some of you guys uh, play video games. I certainly uh, occasionally will play video games and really get into it. Um, and then also uh, watching sports, uh, something I really love. And uh, and and I know that uh, you don't share the same passion that I do, uh, but uh, it is something that uh, when it comes time, uh, there's either playoffs or something like that, or some major event, uh, I definitely spend time watching sports. Uh, and uh, these are definitely things that can be eliminated. And what's really amazing is that when you have such an important priority, or you have such a strong why for why you want to get something done, uh, it's very easy to eliminate these things. And so uh, if I just think about the amount of time that we spend watching Netflix or playing video games or watching sports, all of these things have essentially been eliminated, largely been eliminated. I mean, we'll we'll do some of those things occasionally, um, but these days it's very, very rare.
0: Yeah. And I don't, I don't feel lack I know that a lot of people really enjoy like sitting down and watching TV every single night, but that really is a lot of your time that you're using for that. Um, and definitely we used to do that <laughs> back in the day when we had a little bit more free time, um, but we just don't anymore. And it and it's okay. It's, it's like, I'm totally fine with it. Another thing I eliminated was I just took the news app off my phone because I found that I was reading a lot of news. So unfortunately, I don't know much of what's going on in the world right now. (laughs) I really truly don't, but it's okay because most of the time, the news is just trying to get you to feel negative feelings anyway. Um, And and when something really important happens, I can can ask somebody who actually knows what's going on about it. Um, And so I don't feel a whole lot of loss about not looking at the news uh, every single day either. Um, So there are some things that you can eliminate that probably aren't adding a whole lot of value in your life. And that you don't feel the loss because you're so focused on what you want to build and what you want to do with with your goals, that losing those pieces that aren't contributing to who you want to be in the future anyway, don't really matter.
1: Yeah, a good measure might be fulfillment and measuring your fulfillment level. And I'll tell you right now, it is achieving something difficult, uh, something that we determine as, as a big priority of ours is extremely fulfilling, because it, it really taps into that. Why are we doing it? Right? We're doing it for our family, we're doing it for freedom, right? These are really, really powerful. And things that really, fulfill you and way more fulfilling if I kind of measure it compared to like spending you know multiple nights binge watching a show it's so much more fulfilling to achieve uh, one of our priorities that fulfills our why
0: now one thing is I do, do have to note the downside of this is sometimes you run out of things to talk about with uh with people who are spending all their time watching TV because you just don't even know what they're talking about or they're talking about the news and you don't know so you end up spending up a lot more time with entrepreneurs who are not watching very much TV and talking business and shopping so it's just a little bit of a shift of who you hang out with, but I know that can be really painful for people because they have family or friends that they've been so close to their whole lives. And suddenly if they find that they go to dinner and they don't have much to talk about anymore, but that is just natural part of the shift of shifting your priorities is oftentimes you end up gravitating to people who have similar priorities as you and are lead are leading their lives very similarly. And so it can mean that over time you shift your kind of f- friend group. And that's, uh, For me, you know, I feel that at times that kind of loss of that, but I also know the gain of what I've gained in, in spending time around people who are doing some pretty incredible things, uh, just totally inspiring and, and show me what's possible. And, and so I have things to talk about with them because I'm trying to learn from them all the time. So it is, it's just a natural outcropping.
1: So another thing I've been thinking about a lot recently is this uh, concept of extreme productivity. So taking that hour that you spend on something and being extremely productive in that hour, more than you've ever been in your life, right? And I think one of the keys to that is completely avoiding multitasking, turning off all alerts on your computer and your phone, maybe even putting your phone in another room. Um, These are all things that really sap your productivity. And instead of multitasking, I have been, in my mind to single task. Uh, and, 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 and again, my goal is to achieve, achieve this extreme productivity where I get more done in that hour than I ever have done in my life and keep improving over time. Uh, because even now I do get those distractions. Um, I get those, uh, something you and I've been working on also is that, uh, there are interruptions, right? Where you ask questions and you go, Hey, Kenji, can I get you for a second? And I'm like, Hey, I'm in the middle of like something. And so we're kind of, you know, Start, you know, really recognizing those boundaries, and you recognizing what I'm trying to do, and and that's been really helpful. And so, uh, but th- those are some of the keys. It's just a work in progress, but it is something that I'm really working towards. Is this extreme productivity?
0: Yeah, task switching really slows you down. Uh, there is a lot of science behind that, and so the less you can task switch, the more you can stay focused for a given period of time. And you got to build that into your calendar. I'm going to mention that again. Then you're going to get that much more done in that time and uh, that much better quality work
1: as well. Another strategy is using something called net time. Net stands for no extra time. And what this means is that you're using that time that doesn't take any extra time. So for example, while driving to work, you could listen to a podcast or feed your mind, or maybe even listen to uh, a couple modules of our course, right? You can actually move the needle on a number of things during this net time. You know, other examples uh, that uh, of time that I use is uh, during a workout, right? I might spend a good 45 minutes on a workout and in between sets or while I'm running, you know, I'll listen to something or I'll feed my mind or I'll, or or maybe I'll have a conversation even. And so this is, a, I think, a really valuable way to kind of push things forward uh, and it's not going to take any extra time.
0: Right. And I think one of the key is that you're not trying to do two really important tasks at once, right? right? You, you are focusing when you're focusing. But if you're doing something that re- doesn't require your full attention, like working out, you can actually do something else at the same time. So I just want to clarify, that's a different type of multitasking, really. You know, we want to talk about all the planning we've been doing. I think that there's So many cool things to talk about. But I actually really think we need another full podcast episode to talk about what we've been doing with our schedules and how we're running our days now. Um, And so we will leave that for a follow-up episode um, because we've been doing some crazy, amazing things that have made us that much more productive that we're really excited to talk to you about. So to summarize what we've been talking about so far this episode, a lot of us have this thought in our heads that we just don't have enough time and we don't have enough time to take on anything new because our lives are so full and we already have so much on our plates. Um, But there are a lot of things you can do to actually allow yourself to do more um, and be successful in adding something important to your plates that will allow you to succeed in a different way. And so some of the things we've talked about is First of all, dealing with that fear that your mind has about adding something new and really working on your mindset to make your mind realize that you are capable of doing what's a priority and telling yourself a really empowering story that's going to allow you to take that action. We also talked about automating, delegating, and eliminating and different strategies to be able to, when you take something new on your plate, be able to take some other things off of your plate so you're just not adding more and more and more. We also talked about prioritization and building your calendar to reflect that. And finally, we talked about avoiding multitasking and using net time. So a lot of concepts we talked about in this episode and we're gonna follow this episode up with an episode talking about what we've been doing each in our planning and our schedules because it's been really transformative what we've been doing the last six months or so uh, to help us be more productive, do more with actually less time and also be a lot more fulfilled and and just feel much better about what we're getting done in the average day. It's been really, really awesome but um, there's a lot behind it. so that will be a follow-up episode. We hope that you've really learned a lot about how when your brain starts to offer you the argument that you cannot do something that's important to you, how you can start to actually do that thing anyway, and what are the strategies to be able to do that. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave us a five-star review and subscribe to our podcast. We really enjoyed spending this time with you and uh, look forward to talking about our schedules in the next episode. The Doctors Building Wealth podcast provides information only and does not provide any financial, legal, tax, medical, or psychological services or advice. You are responsible for your own financial, physical, mental, and emotional well-being, decisions, choices, actions, and results. You should contact a professional if you have any specific questions about your unique situation.